name is Damali Sali, and I welcome you to this episode of the Ideation Corner. The Ideation Corner is a space where ideas are discussed and dissected. And today I host Valentine Masicha. And by way of introduction, Valentine is a serial entrepreneur who is passionate about technology and business dynamics. She holds a, a Bachelor of Arts in Social Sciences, as well as specialized in 3D animations and motion uh, dynamics. She is also interested in computers, and because of that, she pursued a, a course in programming. She is a Yali Fellow under the Mandela Washington Fellowship. And in 2005, she secured seed funding from the World Bank to do stories, African stories, through ED. But away from that, Valentine is the founder of Mindset Coders. Mindset Coders is a company, an education technology company, that is passionate about equipping and empowering young people with 21st century digital skills. Valentine is also an ambassador of Africa Code Week, and she leads a team of implementing partners who provide free workshop trainings for coding. And on a personal level, Valentine provides mentoring to high school girls who are interested in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And she guides them on how to navigate their career paths. I am very happy to be hosting Valentine today in my ideation corner. Valentine, thank you so much for agreeing to speak to me. Thank you for the invite. Right. First things first, explain to me from a layman's perspective what coding is. So uh, coding in simple terms, it's where um, you use computers to create something. So you can get a computer and tell it what to do. So that process of telling it what to do is what coding is. So you give a set of instructions and the computer has to perform that instruction. It has to come out with that output. Mm -hmm. So the whole process of uh, giving the computer instructions on what to do, that is coding. And how, how did you get interested in this? giving computers instructions. Yes, so I, I realized that when you learn how to code, that is now coding, the whole process of giving the computer instructions, you, you can create anything that you want to, to create. You can come up with anything as long as you know how to create, you have the skills to create. So knowing that you can code and knowing that you can create something out of coding is something that was of interest to me. So I felt like if I would give young people such an opportunity to know how to code, they can create anything okay. as long as they let go of the imagination and go wild. Mm. And that's, that's an interesting concept because a lot of kids are very imaginative. As young okay. children, we are really, really imaginative. Mm -hmm. And then we grow up and somehow our imagination mm -hmm. reduces exactly. at the same pace. So you're, you're telling us that coding allows you to actually run free with your imagination exactly. and create instructions to give instructions to a computer to do what you want. Mm -hmm. All right, yes. so uh, I, also I mentioned that you're a founder of uh, Mindset Coders. Mm -hmm. Tell me what that is. So, okay, so Mindset Coders is a, is a company that is really passionate about empowering young, young people. For the young people we talk, uh, we work within the age of seven to 18. So for us, we just want to give that skill to the young people of that age group. And that is what Mindset Coders is. So we came up, uh, I came up with that after realizing that coding is something interesting. And I realized it, I learned about it after my uh, graduation. So I was just there and I felt like what I did, social sciences, 
had nothing to do. I was just about to my say, interest. <laughs> you have a Bachelor of Arts. How yeah. did you move into coding? So uh, before graduation, as I was awaiting, I ended up doing the 3D animation, still computer stuff, and then I got into 3D animation and um, motion graphics. And I, I learned about it, and it was interesting. I created that cartoons, animations, but it's still something that I wasn't really 100% passionate about. I didn't find I found it interesting, but it's not something that I really felt like I I, I can lose sleep over. So, um, so a friend of mine mentioned coding, and I went and did a prep course for it. I found it so interesting, and I taught my young sisters how to do it. And they did it just for fun. I was, I was just training them for fun. And then um, one, one evening, one of them just um, asked if they can use it to create a solution for something that we were watching, something which was very emotional, um, torturing of the maids in UAE. And she felt it and she asked me, can I use the coding skill to create a solution for them? And for me, that was uh, the, the, the bulb. Mm. And I was like, okay. If we had young girls thinking this way, then we could actually come up with solutions for ourselves. Because one, she saw a problem. She was able to identify it. Two, she was able to know that she can actually use the skills that she know to create a solution for them. So for me, that was now there. The light bulb moment. Yes. And that's when you decided, I need to set up a company that teaches. So now, uh -huh. And then there's this thing that came to me. I was like, actually, she had a changed mindset. Mm -hmm. Because she changed her mindset from being just a consumer, understanding, uh, no, she, learning is um, operating mobile phones, um, taking in the entertainment, and she actually changed her mindset from a consumer of technology mm -hmm. to actually wanting to be a creator, and that was it. So that is how mindset came about. So when when, when did you set up this mindset quarters? Um, so I I did my prep course, programming course in in Nairobi. Then uh, I came back to Uganda. I have a sister in high school. By then she was in senior two. So I went to their school and I asked them, what do you do in your ICT club? And they told me we just do Facebook and watch YouTube videos. And I was like, okay, I can introduce coding to you. I think it's interesting. I think it's something that you're going to like it. The, like I was talking to the ICT patron and um, said, sure, let's try. So it was just for free, just to, to also learn how to teach, I didn't know how to teach, to also see how I can come up with a whole lesson plan and a curriculum that works for, for them as well as for myself. So it was introduced as an extracurricular activity. Okay. Yeah. They gave me a Saturday afternoon. So every Saturday, in 2018, I started in February, so every afternoon I would go there at two. For one hour, I would fidget around, learn as I'm teaching them, which was very interesting. And uh, what we use, the program we use is very interactive and it's fun. So they get to just simply create animations, simply create games. So as they're creating, they're putting a set of instructions and they see it in real time. They see an animation talking, they see it running, they, they are actually creating, making it run. And it was something that was very, very fun for them. Mm -hmm. So as I saw them moving, I mean, growing from just you know, Facebooking and YouTubing, they, the teacher, one of the teacher who teaches there, she was like, okay, I have, I also teach at Mango SS, why don't you come and introduce this? So from Mango SS, um, we went to Marcos, and then from Marcos, we went to Lubiri. Okay. So we had those three, I mean, four schools, and that's when, that same year, in, in October, we participated in Africa Code Week, 
and then I saw how um, the, throughout the whole month, from February to October, we saw how the kids had changed and they were so excited being a part of it. They took part with other schools at Makere. We do a whole challenge for different schools who have participated in Africa Code Week. And we could tell how they were so happy. There was that feeling. And for us, it was, it was, that was it. Like, it was very satisfying for me to see them just want to create and show that they can create and show that they can do something. And then um, this school that I started with, Rubaga SS, is a single girl school. Mm -hmm. So to I'm see, glad that you started with the girls' yeah. school, actually. <laughs> so to see the girls really shining, because they really outshone the rest. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I have something here. Okay. Yeah. So is, is this a service that Mindset Coders is providing for free? Um, we have schools that we provide for free. Mm -hmm. But now where we charge is when we do holiday classes. So this is just um, a call out for different parents who can bring their kids during holidays. And we do a two weeks or a four weeks camp. Coding camp. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting to see the the beginning of how how your idea morphed into something that you're actually now implementing. Mm -hmm. But uh, as you walked through the journey, that journey, what are the key challenges that you faced from the point when you got that? Mm -hmm. You're like, you know what? I need to teach kids how to code, given what it has done for my sister. To now, where you actually, you mm -hmm. know, you've done. What are those major hurdles that you you jumped over? So obviously now when I when you started to teach first of all, young people like freebies. So there's a way you just had to come out of your pocket. For me, I personally had to just get for them T shirts to just make them feel involved and to also entice other students to join. That is now for Ubaga says when I started. And for them it was it was happy and the, the next time the next time we went back they more, more students wanted to join the club. They were like, We also want T shirts and you want to be a part of this and um, by then, remember, I was not earning anything, so I had to like get uh, some money. There was a side business I was doing, mm. so I would use that money to... Tell me about the side business. <laughs> I want to know the whole, <laughs> the whole so, chain. Okay, um, uh, originally I'm from Kenya, mm -hmm. so uh, I would get stuff from Kenya. I have a home decor mm -hmm. stickers that I sell on the side, so I would get the home stickers and sell around mm -hmm. on, on Facebook actually. Mm -hmm. So I would sell it and that is what would maintain me mm -hmm. going forward. And then I would sell and it would make money for me. I would then you get transport. That in exactly. I would get t-shirts <laughs> for these ladies. I would. Um, I had like two volunteers by then, so I would also pay for their transport to go to the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there was that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I later learned, I think I've changed the logo thrice. Because <laughs> I had to do that, my own logo, mm -hmm. and I had to, there, there's a lot of stuff I had to learn on my own. So how to brand myself, how to to actually show people that you're actually doing something. Mm -hmm. So we just I just had to move from free services, and then I went to a hub. I went to co, co, Hive Collab, mm -hmm. and I I met. I you know there's by then I didn't know that networking is necessary. So I went to Hive Collab events, different women in tech events. And that's why I, I opened my mind and I knew that there are things I need to learn about myself, about the business, how to separate myself from the business, a lot of stuff that you can't explain until you're there. Until you're in it. You really experience it yourself. Okay. So from Hive Collab, I, in one of the networking events at the Innovation Village, that's where I met um, CK and mm -hmm. I told him what we yes, do. CK yes. Mm -hmm. I told him what we do and he was like, okay, this is interesting. You can let's see how we can work together. So that is how I, I got into the innovation village. That is now our location. That is mm -hmm. where we run all the camps 
and the boot camps at the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. So from, from what I'm hearing from you is that um, at least when you go to your idea, what you invested in, first of all, you invested in your personal money from yeah. your side hustle mm -hmm. into it. Your, in it, your own money, and then yeah. you improved your skills by mm -hmm. maybe reading up more, networking, how to, how the to. how to, and reading up, you're just Googling on the internet? Googling! <laughs> so Google is your friend. Yes, it has to be my friend. Even for a code that you have to mm -hmm. use Google. Okay. You Google and YouTube. Because I know most people, we, 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 we do have access to the internet, but we're not necessarily using it to consume the free content. Mm like brain content mm. that is there we and, and i am a victim of that i also go on on on, on, uh, on the internet and then i just consume social media entertainment. stuff entertainment exactly yeah. instead of you know consuming things that mm. could uh, enrich me but from what you're telling me a lot of your business acumen has actually come from you googling yeah. that <laughs> and one thing we learned mm. while we were doing the pre-programming course is that you have to learn to know what to google because when you are programming, you don't know, like, there, it's a lot of stuff that you don't know, and you really have to find a way to know it. No one is going to opt. As a programmer, you have to really do it on your own. But at the same time, use a team, because you can't do it on your own. But the more you, you code, the more you want to know, the more you want to know how other people solved what they are. They are stuck on. Mm. I don't want to like use <laughs> technical terms. Yes. But there's a, there's a way you get stuck when you're programming, mm -hmm. and you have to find a way to get the answer mm. and you have to google your way <laughs> to getting the answer so w when you do that you learn what to code you learn what to search mm. how to search mm. and what to search okay mm. so if if um a person out there kind of like you she's doing a, or they are doing a bachelor of arts but maybe because because i mean would you want to go back and do a different course because you spent three years at university right. studying a course that you're not necessarily using mm -hmm. What, what, what would you tell someone who is currently in A-level before they enter university about, you know, that path? Uh -huh. So for me, I feel like, now, how can I put it? Now, for us, uh, what we do as, my, as mindset coders, at least we give the students a chance to try out coding or technology so that they can have that um, aspect that they were introduced or they were ex exposed to what technology has to offer. So by the time you go to campus, if you're not interested in coding or technology, then you or definitely IT, don't do it. Then you not do it. <laughs> but at least you're exposed to it. Yes. And then for someone who found it interesting, at least they'll go to campus knowing that you know what? Mm -hmm. I think I'd want to do uh, game development. So I'm going to do computer science or something related to that and mm -hmm. you have a whole one direction mm -hmm. instead of going in circles like I did. Okay. So um, for an A-level student, uh, I don't know, because for us we prefer to go <laughs> to young people. There's a way mm -hmm. uh, at, at uh, the older teenagers mm. are Their minds somehow, are set? Yes, okay. they are fixed. So it's hard to, to change, to them change the mindset. Oh, that's, that's the whole point of mindset yes. quarters. But okay. the young people, mm. they have uh, like two, three years to really explore and try it and see that they tried it and they didn't like it or they liked it. So... I don't think I have, I can say anything to them. I'm just being honest. They'll have to go and try it. No, no, like I think, I think your, your response is, is, is perfect because you're saying yes. that oh, it's, it's, it's better to try it out mm -hmm. this, and then determine that, you know what, I'm not interested actually, I don't yes. like it. And then you, you go to what you like. You mm -hmm. go to university and do a course that you actually like. And it, Yeah, like for me, I didn't know what I wanted. Mm. I was called for education and 
was like, I think I want to dedication, so mm. let me change. And I just changed. I didn't even know what social sciences was all about. I was like, okay, let me just social sciences and see what it's all about. Mm. So there was no that career guidance for myself. Mm. I just went in. Is, is that why you're, you're doing these mentoring services for young girls mm. who are interested in uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics? Yeah. So you, you're trying to make sure you... There's that bit that missed on my part. I missed that part. And I felt like, since I missed it, why don't I do something about it? And if I don't do it, who will? I'll do my part. Mm-hmm. And okay. So tell me, tell me more about this mentoring. Who, who, who are the girls that you're mentoring with schools? Uh, uh, obviously, Rubaga girls, because I started. That's where you there. started, yeah. Yes, and during the holidays, the, st- the students we work with, I try to pull out the girls and show them that I'm there for you. You have to keep on doing this and have to keep on encouraging them. And then um, there's I applied for mentorship, no, to be a mentor at uh, New York Science Academy. They're doing a program called A Thousand Mentors, A Thousand Girls. So it's a whole uh, set of girls from different countries, and they just you just have to be a mentor to each of them and keep on pushing them into STEM careers mm-hmm. or into STEM activities or into STEM subjects so that they can consider mm-hmm. a career in STEM. Okay. Yeah. So if, if someone had an idea that they would like to start, where, wh- what pitfalls have you seen that you would want to advise them to avoid? <laughs> no, 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 but I think I would instead yeah. advise them to do more networking and mm-hmm. to have something to talk about. Because by the time I, I, I approached uh, maybe Hive Column or the Innovation Village, I told them that I have these schools that I work with and this is what we do. But I'm looking to expand and I'm looking to, uh, to, to see how I can reach out to other people. So they are the ones who helped me mm-hmm. move to um, holiday programs and holiday boot camps. So they are the ones who help me. Mm-hmm. And if they were, I didn't go to them, and then if I didn't have something going on, mm. I don't think they would have helped me move okay. into another step. So you think you have to start something? You, you have, have to have... Yeah, like, what, what is there? What is the proof Before someone helps you. People need proof of concept. You can't <laughs> just come with an idea <laughs> and say, me, my idea is good. My idea is fantastic. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's at the end of the day, you, it, I think it's about sacrifice. Because mm. I really felt like I know that this is something that is needed. I've experienced it. I've gone in circles, and I don't want anyone to go in circles like me. Mm-hmm. I was not exposed to this early, and I would want to expose it early, you know? So mm-hmm. for me, I was like, okay, why don't I do this? So I went and do, did it. Mm-hmm. So if someone has an idea and they feel like it's going to work, go ahead and try. Sacrifice the little money and see. Someone is going to say, okay, you're doing it for free, yes. Mm-hmm. So you're, you, you've sacrificed, yes. I think you have something here. Okay. A lot of uh, entrepreneurs normally, they, they they have the ideas, but they usually wait and say, you know what, when <clears> I get the money, I'll start implementing it. That's when they start going to people and say, you know, I have this fantastic idea. Can mm. you put some money in it? Um, from what I'm hearing from you is that, first of all, you have to put your skin in the game first. You did. Mm. You put your side hustle money into mindset quarters yeah. first. Then you developed your networks. So, so the things you had was your own personal money. You mm-hmm. developed the networks, and then you use those networks to get to the next level. But you first offered your services for free. Yeah. And um, so, how long did it take you from the point where using your side has some money to subsidize mindset coders to a point where mindset coders can stand on its own? Okay. So, um, 2018 when I started, it was an, the first camp that we had that at least people paid for was in 
August and we had 20 kids. So that was something for us. Something that, okay, they are paying for us. Zero, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that, that worked for us. Mm. At least it showed, it was encouraging. I was, I was like, okay, mm. we have something. I think if I, if you get one person paying, then you can get 10 people paying. <laughs> like, so for me, that was now a motivation for, mm. for me to keep on doing what I'm doing. Okay. But, you know, there are things that people are not willing to sacrifice. Like for me, when I started, I was not even staying at my place. I was staying at a friend's place. So that was at least something that was sorted. And I had someone who would handle the rent. The, yeah, the <laughs> best. <basics>. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see that there's something that I had to, you know, sacrifice and say, okay, mm. for now, I think I need help. Mm. Let me get the little money that I have. Okay. So those are the small things I put <laughs> But I did, but up by the... By, December mm-hmm. 2018, mm-hmm. I was able to move out and mm-hmm. get some place of my own and then see how I'm, I'm going out to start balancing the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it took you, uh, you know, 12 months after having put your skin mm-hmm. in the game, your own money and sacrificed yeah. quite a bit. Uh, I, I think that's uh, quite important. But I, when I usually speak to entrepreneurs, they usually say that access to finance is a major problem, like mm. getting a, a bank loan, yeah. the interest is very high. And, uh, you know, basically getting finance to actually start is a big problem. And mm. a lot of potential entrepreneurs say that that's the reason why they can't actually start. Um, from your perspective, mm. what would you tell a perspective entrepreneur who's thinking, I need to get a bank loan? I don't think that's why. <laughs> because you, you can really start small. Mm. You can start small and have proof of concept. That's the whole idea. Because by the time you sacrifice and say, okay, let me do this. Let me sweep this place to get the money and I'll put it outside. Mm. And, and have a, I mean, I think it's a it's mindset. It's a mindset thing. No yeah, mindset. It's really you're back to mindset. Yes, it's a mindset <laughs> thing. Because if, if you're willing to do the minimum for the big, you know, for the big picture, then you, you can sacrifice some time. Mm-hmm. I can say, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to do A, B, C, D to get where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But the loans, mm-hmm. and there's nothing like free money. Yeah. So <laughs> at the end of the day, it will yeah. just be more problems on yourself. It will just pile yeah. on you, actually. Yeah, because yeah. I find the most, most people you put, uh, first of all, you put in the effort, but paying back that, that loan uh-huh. is, is taking all the profit exactly. anyway so you exactly. can't and if if you're not remember if you're not uh well skilled in some stuff like i said branding i didn't know how to market online i had to learn that i didn't know how to teach <laughs> I, had to <laughs> you learned that. I had to spare time to mm-hmm. for example stuff like printing out the work that i had to, to, to submit to the kids maybe mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of costs that you don't know about and you still need time to invest in like mm-hmm. I want to go back to that point about scaling yourself, mm-hmm. uh, the branding, the networking, mm-hmm. the you know the marketing, all that stuff. Did you do it? You told yourself. You I got this information off the internet yes, and read it. Yes. So I had to learn. Like I really had to learn online marketing. Okay, like, I, I can even teach it. <laughs> Seriously, online marketing, mostly Facebook, because mm-hmm. I did that mostly, mm-hmm. and um, programming for kids. I did uh, text-based, the basic programming everyone does. Mm. But for me, I had to learn, there's something called Scratch. Mm. That is now the cartoon making and games making. Mm. I had to learn it on my own. Mm. And, and that's all online? It's online. It's okay. open source. And it's free? It's accessible? It's free. I, I, okay. For me, the biggest eye-opener maybe for 
personally is that you can gain a lot of skills online Online. for free and start a career with Mm -hmm. those because from what I hear is that you're not even using the degree you spent three years acquiring at university you're now using the skills that you've actually just learned Mm -hmm. on the internet to File, you know, become a founder of a company, mm-hmm. break even, you know, move and then provide a service. Yes. I think that's a big takeaway for me because especially now when people have been stuck at home, you can't go to school. Mm-hmm. People could have used six months to actually get new skills that you can use to employ yourself and employ others. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much for You're speaking welcome. to me. <laughs> oh my God, I hope You've heard it from Valentine, uh, the background on Mindset Coders and how she went from side hustle to founding Mindset Coders, which is now breaking even and providing service, a service to uh, young people. I will give her an opportunity for her to say some uh, closing remarks. So um, I think I would speak to most young people, young people as in um, our age, <laughs> who can still talk to the to, to their siblings or their nephews and nieces and at least give them that guidance and then to the parents like it's 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 better to expose your children to um, what's out there for now for instance coding it's better to expose it to to the young people early and get the benefits of it because besides just learning how to use technology there are skill, there are skills that come with it. That is how to solve problems differently, how to think like a computer, computational thinking, how to think critically. You know, there's resilience. Uh, there's a lot of skills that comes from coding. And if we let the young people acquire them, even if they don't end up in a tech career, they will still have the lifetime skills for themselves, which applies to any career they end up in. So for us, we still advocate for coding every day, any day. <laughs> Thank you. Please do subscribe to my channel on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram to follow these conversations.